In this episode, we go over everything you need to know, part two, and we go into a little bit more detail into models and console types. Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trident Wargaming. This is episode 22, and it's Horus Heresy, everything you need to know to get started, part two. I'm your host, Bill. And I'm your other host, Andy. And we're just going to kind of jump right into it. I guess, kick things off, we'll talk some uh, hobby progress, what we've been up to the last little bit here. Um, Myself, I can go first. It's been a lot of work on my... Uh, word bears on the side, just trying to get uh, some units built up and primed, ready for painting. Uh, I recently finished off my uh, Marigal, uh tainted uh, Tempter Dreadnought, and then I've uh, ended up getting two 10-man squads of Ashen Circle, all built up, ready to go. Also ordered some um, bits so I can throw some power axes on my... Uh, Guys, a couple of them anyways, because, you know, AP3 only goes so far. <laughs> so, and then uh, if you've been peeking on the Instagram at all, I actually was able to get my 10-man squad of Galvor back all finished off, um, which was actually a, a big load off of my shoulders. I was kind of unsure how it was going to start. I ended up, you know, getting 10 Galvor back, and unfortunately, they only have five sculpts, but... They're amazing sculpts, um, but only five. So I really wanted to try and make sure I had a 10-man squad that was unique and uh, sifting through all my bits that I've been slowly procuring over time, a bunch of uh, Chaos Space Marine bits from 40K, specifically the uh, Possessed kits. So they came in uh, pretty clutch as I was able to use pretty much almost all of the bits I had to <laughs> make these guys look as unique as possible. So oh, that's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. They look pretty good. We got you got some pretty good feedback from people on it. So yeah. that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I was happy about that for sure. Um, it, it definitely, yeah, it definitely was nice to get all that stuff kind of prepped up and ready again. Uh, like really pushing hard on my word bearer stuff, getting all the uh, what is it now? The saber upgrades. The uh, Auto cannons and the Volkite Saker and the, all the pintle mounted stuff. Getting that all primed and ready for, to get painted as well. Um, really nice. just trying to, yeah, get everything onto the painting table because it's nice to be able to spray everything once you're in the mode, right? Like, especially airbrushing the uh, that white ink. I use the uh, that Liquidex Professional Acrylic top down and I uh, get all the highlights. And once you're kind of on a roll, it, it doesn't take very long to crank out through you know four or five different squads so looking forward to getting that project you know there it's like a it's like a can of pringles once you pop you can't stop right well, this is true you know <laughs> you know <laughs> um no this it's pretty true. cool pretty cool now i have a question for you though on your word bears hit me have you have you gotten a collection of books and candles and stuff are you doing that route are you going that route or i have books lots of different books um <laughs> scripture and whatnot to put on everything once it's uh 
once it's all ready. Um, as far as candles go, I've seen a lot of cool different uh, conversions and kits with candles and all sorts of stuff. I would love to do it. I'll be, you know, perfectly honest. This is full disclosure. Everyone lean in real close. Get comfortable. I'm too lazy to green stuff. <laughs> you heard it here first on Trident. Um, I just, I really don't want to make green stuff candles. You might so, be able to 3D print them. I am thinking of someone right now. Lukash, <laughs> if you can hear me, I'm thinking of you. <laughs> to see if perhaps, yeah, you could print me out 100 candles. Be great. So Nice. We'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Currently, actually, he's uh, printing me off a bunch of uh, Zomortalis slash Sector Mechanicus looking bases. Uh, 60 mils for my dreads so I could get everything matching with that um, you know uh, arcology zone type hive kind of uh, basing theme I've got going on for the word bears themselves so which looks absolutely great and I know I know you got had a lot of guys commenting on those bases and stuff too right mm-hmm. so that's that's pretty cool yeah. it's 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 amazing how when we like start or do new miniatures or paint them up how we never really go the same way with the previous base right no it's always you know? different so i know i know with myself too it's the same thing it's, it's something i gotta try different or a different theme to it or whatever so but looks really cool well, that's for sure and it gives it gives it a good feel too right it and, does uh, it look great on your boards once once your boards get going too, right? Yes, it's well those bases, the whole army is basically inspired by my Zone Mortalis slash Arcology setup I want to have done. So uh, Andy and I here can clash on Kelth, and we can watch that mm-hmm. that beast burn. Never, and, uh, it's, didn't happen. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Darren, I'll That'll get be- you a set of uh, red and black pom-poms you can cheer on the word bears your favorite legion (laughs) he's gonna curse you for that (laughs) (laughs) oh that's good good stuff but uh yeah those will be good matches and uh, we will be able to do that soon enough right probably later 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 on this year when your your army's all done up for sure We'll, we'll have to get that rolling and post pictures on the instagram and facebook page and whatnot oh yeah uh, as for myself, kind of been bouncing around a little bit. Um, as Bill knows, like oh, yeah. I was actually finished off the the white scar little project that I did there, and then I was thinking about um, going on with the salamanders and started building stuff, you know, the troops and whatnot. Uh, but then, kind of had a change of heart and. Back in the saddle with the white scars again. Yeah. So uh, just currently working on some more bikers, some outriders, cleaning them up and getting them all assembled and ready for painting. You know, different stages. I like to separate the the bikers from the actual bike when I paint. So, um, you know, put them on uh, toothpicks kind of thing, right? Well, subassembly. Subassembly goes a long way. And if you're not subassembling... A little bit with some of those models, like bikes and, you know, the just general with models riding other models or in land speeders and stuff. You should, you heathen. 
Split them up. <laughs> but uh, I got that on the go, and there's uh, a couple of Ultramarines that I'm going back over and just touching them up. And uh, pretty much just, uh, yeah, the White Scars just getting more units kind of built and, and getting them ready for painting. So um, it's it's definitely, it was an exciting army to start up and I really, really, really liked how everything turned out. So instead of kind of delaying it, uh, I figured let's keep rolling with it and get it done. So that's kind of kind of where I'm at. Hit the throttle, would you say? Hit the throttle, second yeah. gear. You betcha. <laughs> um yeah after like after i didn't made that prey tour i just kind of like started looking for maybe other character bits right like i want to have i want to have a um shaman oh yeah not so much you know the psyker um have some kind of custom characters to have as as my own and kind of fit the army and have that look to them right so uh, it'll be be interesting to make those characters and, and have a lot of fun with them, and then uh, just getting more experience with painting white as well. Which mm-hmm. the airbrush has saved many many headaches with that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh for sure. So, um, and then of course uh, I mentioned before. So every literally every biker of mine in that army will have a different pattern on their bike and even on the greaves and stuff like that. So pretty legit. it'll be a bit of work, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And when it's all done, I, I just love the look of it. And it's, it's going to be, I might, and Darren, Darren might come at me at this one. They might actually be my favorite army <gasps> more Whoa. so than I know. I know. <gasps> More so than the Ultramarines. So, <laughs> <laughs> heresy here first. This is yeah. <laughs> this is a breaking revelation. So, so for the actually, con. Speaking of for the con, you know, yeah, you're currently started Saturnine audiobook. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So you'll yeah. you'll be getting uh, a lot of inspiration coming up in that book. Um. I'll leave it there because we're actually going to be having an episode later on um, talking about everything Siege of Terra from Solar War up into including Mortis. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We're going to be kind of going through it and it'll be the sorry spoilers. You know, if you if you don't want to hear spoilers, don't click on that video because there'll be a lot. <laughs> so, but... Yeah, no, it's 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 nice. It's nice that there's still you know continuous progress with the hobby um, moving through. Even you know after we talked about our uh, summer plans and terrain and stuff, terrain's still happening. I'm still looking at you know getting the board finished up and starting to go through stuff. I got a lot of totes, so um, mm-hmm. but it's yeah it, it you know still got the army in the back of my mind i I still want to keep progressing it and keep it moving forward because oh for sure you know once you kind of get in that momentum uh you got to kind of strike while the iron's hot right i don't we haven't hit any weird burnout yet because you know we have been keeping it fresh with our different hobby pledges and 
yeah. jumping from system to system, which has been refreshing. Um, it's nice to kind of autopilot a little bit on terrain as well, because terrain you can it's a little more uh, relaxing right a lot of airbrush work a lot of washes some sponging and stuff so it's uh it's a different uh change of pace for sure very little brush work um so that's nice yeah we might uh maybe uh we'll have to think about it and talk about it later but maybe do a specific challenge maybe for our uh our local here oh instead of just like our last one there you know, we had a couple troops in HQ, right? But mm-hmm. maybe, maybe we do something with the vehicles or something like that. You know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. To inspire the boys yeah. and girls, to play. That's right. And paint. So, but yeah, we'll check that out later, I guess. Eh? Yes. Yes. Um, I guess. Yeah. Kicking in, kicking into the meat and potatoes here. Purpose of this episode. So, why are you listening to this episode? This is the part two. We're hoping that at the end of the part one video that we put out, you've got your books, you've been kind of reading the books, you have a decent grasp on what you've kind of read, and it's time to start playing games. It's time to take that first step, and there is a lot of a lot of content to chew through um, in those army books and the legion books, uh, depending on faction, you, you know the the easiest first step is basically okay um well i guess we'll keep it a starties for right now because there's <laughs> it can get pretty wild yeah. as we continue but for strictly speaking a starties you want your legion um where to go like what is the best way to start i guess uh kicking into the game and i would always recommend starting off with the classic crusade force org which is 95 percent of the games you'll probably play are going to use this force org yeah uh, which is a standard one hq two troop requirement uh pretty basic a lot of the other systems um, have this particular uh you know compulsory choices as well so the easiest way in my in my personal opinion is to get your one centurion kind of thing and two tactical squads very plain jane very easy you can play test and proxy a lot of stuff as long as you have you know 21 models to start essentially you can play test you know if you want to do tactical marines or assault marines or breachers uh, you can really kind of start to see how they interact because there's a lot of different rules just within you know, those three choices themselves. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of... Like when you're starting out, there's so many units to, to look at and pick, right? And I just find that starting off, like you said, with, with the HQ and two troops, um, that's a good place to start and start experimenting with these other units yeah as you're looking through the book right you know and there's there's a good opportunity there before you fully commit to you know actually getting these the miniatures is there's a perfect opportunity to play test things yeah oh for sure 
and 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 of course it's it's awesome when you have your you know your buddies that are involved with it like you know your close gaming buddies and everybody's trying something different and bouncing these units off of each other like we did in the past you know like i remember when we we first started like i remember i didn't even pick a legion to start with right it was just i picked a whole bunch of generic units and just tried it out yep right so yeah. like it's it's a good place to be it's a good place to start uh, get some experience with the units and see how things play out and then start introducing other units well that was okay. that's always the biggest thing right is get comfortable with that core because no lie you're gonna play with that core like all the time your one hq two troop is pretty much gonna be like a commonplace in your army depending on what right of war you want to use sometimes you need to take three troops so may as well you know get comfortable with taking them um some people do consider them like a tax but uh considering they're your main source of scoring and usually get left alone for most of the game um they're 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 very much underrated uh in terms of like when you're looking at them as an opponent so uh, you know, always keep those tactical marines in the back of your head or whatever scoring units he has in the back of your head because, you know, they'll hide all game and then turn five, pop out and steal that objective and toss you the game, right? So it's, yeah, they're deceptive. Yeah, each each unit, no matter what you, you take, like, they have those specific roles, right? You know, um, so never underestimate the units that your opponent takes or where he's positioned them, stuff like that. Like, and, and we'll talk about later, but I know just recently, like Bill, you, you pulled a sneaky one on me with, uh, your assault Marines. Oh yeah. Right. You know, kind of got moved into position where I've kind of lost track of them. And then later down the road, it's like, they literally kind of cost me the game. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, when you're looking at these units, just think of their roles, think of where you're going to put them, think of where you're going to use them, that kind of thing. And, uh, you'll, you'll figure out what, you know, which ones you like, which ones are effective yeah. and that kind of thing. Right. So, um, so yeah, I guess like, you know, beyond the HQ and, and, two troop choices that you decide to take yeah you know you you have your heavy supports you have your elites your fast attack uh other hqs you know and and also um you have super heavies as well which that's a little bit more down the road it is oh um before we it just kind of reminded me before we jump too far ahead when we, we were talking about play testing um i do want to share something that uh, one of our one of our buddies here locally did like this is early days like no one's really got mm -hmm. an army and uh our buddy dan who was clever in thinking this up basically bought a bunch of the spink uh the pink styrofoam and oh, had right. like you know two inch block and then bought a lot of the uh like little half inch sheets and he ended up tracing no no shit like he ended up tracing rhino chassis okay measurement wise like height everything even the shape of like you know the actual like side like profile 
and he made it out of this pink styrofoam and like had um like styrofoam balls that you could cut in half with dowels and stick on top of like predator turrets and whirlwinds and scorpius and like anything you could think of honestly and that was huge in playtesting with our armies because they you know these like plastic rhinos are like 42 to 45 bucks a piece depending on what kits you're buying i myself i i abhor buying a rhino kit i just i think it's such <laughs> such a waste like buy whirlwind buy a predator buy razorback buy something but not just a rhino kit right like you want to kind of max out your dollars there but yeah it it was it was super super helpful um so never underestimate you know uh, making just homemade stuff just to get you through to see if you actually like that squadron of tanks yeah your play testing time yeah, yeah I, sure. I know he was using it a little bit for his uh, armored breakthrough style yep. of uh army right it's a lot easier to spend an afternoon and build you know 12 15 tanks out of the styrofoam glue them all together and play test them for a week or two be like yeah i actually like it and then start committing dollars because that's the last thing i i i, I never want to hear is oh man i ended up you know spending all this money on this squad and i don't even use it say like, oh yeah that's that's that I- the worst and and I mean we're all guilty of that, but mm-hmm. uh, I was I was just gonna say like the worst thing is is you know you you end up going and buying this fancy tank, and it's just this paperweight for your army lists on your shelf. Yeah, right. You never use it. Like I have a I have a he- you know a heavy support squad for my ultramarines. It's only a five man, you know, but I, I don't use it in my games. No. So they kind of just the last can team sits there, right? So, like like Bill was saying, with all that stuff, you know, if you have stuff to proxy, just to get you through trying things out, trying units, seeing what you like, and before you actually yep. dump in that major coin for for a lot of these units, you know, um, by all means, especially when you're playing with your friends, if your buddies are okay with it, yeah, go ahead, do it, yeah, play test things, try it out, it's some of the best like you'll have fun time doing it and then once you get to that point where you're ready to you know uh, commit and get what you want then at least you know okay i'll be using this unit right so yeah it's it's definitely a surefire way to uh to really make sure you're happy with what you're about Mm -hmm. to buy um i think that's the biggest thing that just never gets stated enough is Usually, most people are going to be okay with you playtesting stuff, especially if you're coming up in a group with your friends or if you, you and your friends are just starting out all fresh. I highly encourage, yeah, playtest as much as you can. Proxy as much as you can, just for now, just to get the basics and everything down. Yep. Um, but back where, back where I kind of cut you off there, we were talking about expanding past the 1HQ and 2 Troop. We'll let you continue on that. Oh yes, yes. So, um, so yeah, expanding. So this is where playtesting will come in effect. Um, you know what I find I like to do, and I actually do this across different games in general. Is if I'm new into the game or if I'm new into the army, I try to take a mixture of a lot of different units to see how they do in the army, right? So if 
so anybody who's jumping into heresy and just getting the feel for it definitely try tons of different units try some tanks try some flyers some elites some artillery you know terminators drop pods all that stuff that's in heresy right um you know super heavies if you want later down the road uh, you also have primarchs which are all other aspect but try try it out see what you like see where where you want to go um and then you'll eventually what you'll end up finding is for whatever army you decide to play you're going to see what units fit best with that army yeah right and play style and that, right exactly because like each legion because you know the Stardis legions each legion has their own set of rules and of course i'm not going to go into the specifics of each of them but each of them have specific different rules and you'll see what units will do better with those legions right yeah. and then sometimes those legion rules will actually change little things in those units so um but yeah as for as for units try things out try you know um speeders try jet bikes yeah you know um myself i infamous for always having you know quad mortars in my armies right i just they're effective i i like the unit they can be tough as nails sometimes right just having a high toughness because they are artillery but they're super super effective in the like my ultramarines army for example and it's just it's always there it's always one of those units there so you're gonna find units like that that you're gonna like maybe you like veterans yeah you know uh, maybe you like destroyers or seekers oh, javelins that's another one you know so um what about you bill what do you what do you think about that like i i, I definitely to... like to um spread the love around i take a little bit of a different approach uh just when i'm first like i remember when i first was kind of starting i kind of started looking at ground game because i wanted to kind of master one spot at a time and you know i gravitated towards terminators and dreadnoughts mm -hmm. i thought they were a nice thing to take um after i got you know comfortable because there's so many different kinds of dreadnoughts guys like there is. you've got your regular box knots your mortis box knots and then contemptors then contemptor mortis the Deridio, leviathans like it there's a lot of variety and play test them all see which ones you like mm -hmm. there's even cordis contemptors which are like kind of like ramshackly style contemptors held together you know uh, but they're they're really good for close combat. They're really good for getting in to the enemy lines and just causing havoc. Um, and they're cheap, cheaper than regular contemptors. So, and not to mention you could take them in Talon. Yep, a few of them, right? So, yeah, three for one, three for one choice, pretty much. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it, like sound advice from Andy. You know, uh, definitely expand on everything that you can like I, I also am a big fan of uh like quad motors aka thud guns um you know even taking one or two of them you'll see they they put in a lot of work uh they're really good 
the heavy bolter rapiers, you know, all the different style, uh, the grav and the just laser destroyer rapiers, like every different unit has its own role. And when you're going through and actually building your list, this is kind of where the fun starts because you want to build a list to supply you with enough scoring, supply you with enough anti-armor and enough anti-air. Yeah. You want to also keep in mind you want to have a assault unit or a counter assault unit depending on how you want to build your force. Uh, and comes down to what legion you want to play because there are some legions that will um, really support your playstyle, be it shooting heavy or combat heavy or a mix of both. There, there are legions that excel at you know all these different areas. Uh, some are like you know jack of all trades, and they're all around really good, uh, like space wolves for instance. Whereas like shooting. Iron Warriors, Imperial Fists tend to lean that way. Combat heavy would be, you know, your uh, uh, World Eaters, obviously. World Eaters. Yeah. yeah. Um, even like Iron Hands can have some nasty uh, combos as well. It's just because they're so resilient to shooting. Like that's kind of where they want to be. Um, it's just there's a lot of uh, a lot of different ways to build your armies and take into consideration. But I feel that the best points level would be probably i'd say 1500 to get a good feel of stuff like it's not enough to take everything but you also don't want to get overwhelmed as a newer player and you know have a five hour game and it burns you out 1500 points are small enough that your first couple games yeah it'll probably take you two and a half hours to kind of bang through but it uh, gets quicker from there, and yeah, it lets you take enough stuff where you can kind of, you know, experiment with different combos. Well, once you, like, you know, at that point level, you're, it allows you to experience a little bit more than just the basics, mm -hmm. right? So, and, and the best thing about that is, like you said, the games won't be super, super long, but you'll start to encounter those you know, universal special rules and, and what unit does what, you know, oh, I've never, I've never encountered this kind of dreadnought before. You know what I mean? So once you start having those games and you start experiencing, you start um, actually seeing what these other units do. Now you start formulating, you know, ideas of, oh, maybe I can use that in my list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then that's when you start as I'm doing the air quotes, tinkering you know of, of your your armies right like i don't know the last couple months just ideas on lists have been bouncing back and forth you know especially with some of the the newer guys coming into it you know brady is one of them where he's just continuously sending us army lists and stuff right and what do you think what do you think you know yeah so which is, is is awesome because the excitement's there it's like we're back to where we were well, we started and we're, we're, we're giving each other advice and talking about units and, you know, just trying to help the guy out too. So yeah, it, it, it's awesome. And it's, it's, I'm very happy to see that. And I actually do appreciate it as well. I know. And I know Bill does too, when you're getting that 
that kind of um, reaction from new players because the that hype is there, right? So oh, definitely um, it it's awesome. It does help so, quite a bit, and like myself, I really like doing the list building and tinkering through. Um, mentioned you know a couple episodes back, but like that's that's my wheelhouse. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, like show me a 2000, 2500, whatever point army you have and then tell me, "Hey, you know, like I really want to fit this into it." And I will get it in that army. Trust me. And I won't gut your army <laughs> to do it. It's it's just, yeah, I love doing that that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all you're always shifting points and stuff, right? Yeah. To find that but... that balance of just everything mm-hmm. works right and that's that's kind of a that's actually kind of a a good thing to talk about there too is um you know when you're making lists out there for for the new players make a few of them yeah like you know like make two or three of them and then when you do go to play you know try one out and play it and then stick with that one for a couple matches and see if you like it. If not, switch to your other one, right? You know, or you can just switch back and forth and just kind of see where you're sitting at for that. Try different units in each of these lists. And it's a good way of, of really finding okay, you know what? I don't really care for these dreadnoughts. I'd rather have these heavy support units because my army is fitted towards a lot of pinpoint shooting. Right? Tire, uh, you know, target priority shooting kind of thing, and I get bonuses. Oh, I get to reroll wounds or, or you know, uh, armor penetration rolls because of that, right? So definitely do that. Definitely make a few lists, run them, tinker, and, and change things up a little bit on each of them and see how you see fit. And then, yeah, just try those units, you know. And uh, if you can, if if you are part of a, a you know a local community, definitely bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. You you know you can even reach out to any of us. And uh, there's a lot of players out there. There's a huge worldwide community for heresy. You know, guys love talking about that stuff. Yeah. You know, and any questions, ask away. Right. So I I think that's something that a lot of uh, veteran players really do look forward to is that opportunity to share their knowledge um especially you know on Mm -hmm. some of the facebook pages some of them are quite robust and very active and Mm -hmm. uh like a constant steady stream of actual like usable advice you know sometimes i know on facebook you'll see a couple of the you know snarky comments of like well it should be in your book cool man we get it but for the most part a lot of guys will explain stuff to you and actually walk you through like where you need to be um yeah it's yeah it's a big part of it and again this is this goes back to what we've mentioned before in the past as well is be the example be the kind of player you want to attract um especially as a veteran player right be the player that you wish was around when you first started when we're helping these newer players because it's goes a long way they hit the learning curve a lot quicker they get to kind of test and figure out stuff and there's a lot of uh satisfaction in watching people come in brand new and within 
couple months they're right up there running with the pack you know what i mean and actually becoming quite you know formidable on the tabletop so Mm -hmm. be the player you want to see right yeah exactly you know and you know it's 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 right there it's it's right there when you have two three four new people jumping into a community like take advantage of that and like jump right in there and just have a good time with it you know help the guys out chit chat with each other and just tinker away man you know lists armies all that stuff and you'll you'll find that that community that portion of the player interaction with each other will be a lot better and then you'll find that your games i, I don't know i'm pretty sure because i've seen it a lot you'll find that your games will be a lot better too yeah because now you're sharing that info with each other and, and kind of you know we kind of feed off of each other right so um making those lists with the help of others and then coming up with your own and then all of a sudden just like oh i've only got five games in but i finally won my first game against this veteran player yeah. you know what i mean like it's <laughs> you get excited right it's huge it's huge right and the nice thing so, too uh, you know between not even for beginners but for veteran players too like even you know when you're playing some top top tier guys get into the habit early of explaining what you're doing what the intent is of what you're doing it'll save a lot of uh like arguments and issues down the road and it'll help you and your opponent learn uh quicker as well mm-hmm. if they're new right like Okay, my squad of tactical marines. I'm gonna rapid fire. Yeah, well, I need fours and fours. Wow, for a new player, that's a lot of stuff to take in, right? Like, especially if they're new to the system. So yeah. it, you know, there's better ways to explain it. Like, okay, my tactical marines. I'm gonna rapid fire. I got ten guys, two shots each, twenty shots. I'm looking for threes because I got ballistic skill four. And then you know you're rolling dice, but you're narrating as you're going. And I'm strength four with my bolt gun, your toughness four, so I'm looking for fours. This way, he's following along as he's listening, and he's watching you roll your dice. It, it it's, becomes a pattern, right? You start to kind of learn that uh, to hit and to wound grid, that little chart. And once you kind of got that on lockdown, it's, it, it gets pretty easy from there. And the games get really fast, but, you know, if you're getting to that habit, okay, I'm going to actually move my dreadnought six inches this way but i'm going to turn them so my front is facing your heavy bolters and not my back right like or not my side and you're being very or my miss your missile launchers let's say because heavy bolters are kind of meh on the side uh but you're 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 declaring your intent and then your opponent's like okay sure right so you know at least yes i'm in the front arc and it's going to be harder for you to get me and just going like that, like, I know I first kind of caught wind of players doing that when it was uh, LVO. This is, what, 2018 when I went? And there was a guy, Cooper, who that's, like, that's how he plays. Everything he's doing, he's actually talking about as he's doing it and saying, okay, hey, I'm going to move up here um, in the assault phase. We're going to measure. Uh, I'm going to need, like, a 9-inch charge. You agree? And you look, yep, yeah, yeah, I agree. Perfect. Because now come assault phase, he's just rolling dice. Okay, yeah, need that nine. And you've both agreed. Like, it's, it makes the game go so much smoother. 
Um, so try and get into that habit as much as you can. And it, it does take a little bit of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, effort in the beginning. Um, but it does go a long way. It helps a lot. Yeah, because I know we even incorporated it into into our games and yep. our gaming group. And like, it doesn't happen all the time. But, you know, when it does happen, it's very clear. Yep. Right? And I, I know myself, it's... There's some days where, yeah, I'm doing it, and then there's some days I'm catching myself not doing it, and I'm like, oh, man, like, if I measure this out and we're humming and hawing about it, well, you know, it takes time. But, yeah, definitely, it's a good practice, for sure. And especially, especially, and some advice for the new guys, especially if you're going to any kind of event or tournaments. Yeah. Right? Because, remember, you a lot of times you have a time limit of in your game. So if things are clear and there's no, there's no, uh, you know, fumbling around for, Oh no, it's you're more of this many inches away than that. You're saving time for your match and you're just going to go, 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 go. Right. So yeah, definitely good practice. Um, and, uh, it definitely teaches, players to different things you know maybe some some newer players aren't aware of certain rules right um i know in close combat there was a little bit of confusion about initiative and when wep- weapons strike you know in the past right and it's like no nope. yep. you know so it, it's a matter of interpretation and of course just people talking you know about uh clarification on certain rules and whatnot too right so yeah and and to go into depth into that a little bit more there's things like okay so my character has initiative five and i'm using an unwieldy weapon but i have a bonus that gives me plus one initiative do i get to strike an initiative two it's like well no unwieldy actually makes you strike an initiative one all the time no matter what yeah and i was like oh okay because that kind of foiled the guy's plan he had a certain plan i'll challenge i'll go first I'll have to be able to kill this guy and I won't get hit back. And sound, sound plan, right? If it works. So it's little things like that. But the more you talk about it with your opponent, the better things will get. Um, and that's that's the thing. It's, we basically, talking about this, we want to just, you know, really go over the importance of playtesting, uh, getting those games in familiarizing yourself with the universal special rules because they do pop up quite a bit uh, as mm-hmm. well as the actual you know mechanics of the game um, you know when we're talking we're, we're assuming that you guys have a, a loose knowledge of it at least and you're just trying to roll dice and start kind of expanding it on army so um, my you know my personal picks if I was going to be talking about okay so you're just jumping in I would probably be rocking out a Centurion, and I'd probably make him either a Siegebreaker or a Chaplain. One of the two. Um, Siegebreaker is going to unlock a couple different things for you. Uh, you're going to get access to Phosphix, where if you're any other Legion but Salamanders, you will greatly enjoy throwing down green fire. <laughs> and uh, as we laugh about, you know, like there's yeah the the salamanders are just they're timid they don't want to commit war crimes in the 31st millennium and uh (laughs) (laughs) the rest of us we can so you know um that's always nice 
you know, Siege Breakers can back and support a heavy support squad as well, granting you Tank Hunter, which is huge. Um, but if you're, you know, not wanting to do the shooting game, that's where a chaplain will really assist because now you're getting re-rolls to hit in combat uh, for your first round, which is very nice. Um, I think troops, it's always nice to have a mix just to really get a feel of what you like. Lately, I've been loving my assault marines, so I, I recommend an assault marine squad and a tactical squad and, you know, really experiment with them and try and take, you know, I would probably try and bump them up to 15-man squads personally because they'll have some staying power. Um, this is just, like, not Legion-specific either because, again, certain Legions are going to do this do these uh, builds differently and they have different bonuses so this is just strictly generic no legions in in thought process yet and then from there yeah dreadnought terminators uh, would give you a pretty solid like force that's close to 1500 I would say you'd probably have enough points where you could maybe take a second character Maybe, and if you were really, if you really wanted to cheap out on some stuff, you could probably run like a, either like a fast attack saber tank or something small, like a just a regular Karen or something. It, it's but then, looking at this list, there's a mix. You've got infantry, you've got a walker, you've got some jump infantry, you've got a vehicle that you know. There's a lot of different rule interactions, and it's nice to... I like to build up baby steps and work ground game. And if you really got comfortable with that particular ground game, and now you want to play around with more um, more mobility, now you can start looking at, you know, different units, like skimmers or bikes or jet bikes or flyers, and then really kind of master the air after you're done working on ground and then you can start to experiment with both that that that's my personal opinion i i just i that's how i like to tinker my lists i really start ground game first and try and really work through what these units can do so yourself mr monty uh myself well going with with some hqs one that really tends to make a way in my armies most of the time is the master of signal oh yeah um i find you know even though he is a support hq unit you know an hq character uh he's got a couple things going for him you know like he has a cognitive signum which allows him to uh, give plus one to the ballista skill of a unit. So that's a big bonus for me a lot of times, uh, especially when I'm playing my Ultramarines, because I tend to stick him with um, the quad mortars. So I'm hitting on two, right? So big benefit with that. He also has his own bombardment, mm -hmm. which can be anywhere from one... Orbital bombardment to three, and you know, a lot of times that can actually devastate large units that are out there. Um, I try to use them to target uh, units that have, you know, AP or armor of three, three plus, or 
lighter vehicles that I'm able to just smash through with, with the strength eight of the weapon. So it's definitely cheap enough to throw in there as a support unit. He's not a combat guy, so you know, don't think he's gonna go out there and start taking names with his chainsword or his combat knife. But uh you know, he's pretty good for that. He's got a nuncio vox as well. Ultimately, I mean if he's that far up the front line when you're trying to deep strike stuff down, cool. But um it's it's not one that I use too too often. Mainly for the other two abilities. And of course, you know, he's a centurion level character, right? So he does have the ability to fight a little bit better, but um ultimately a support unit. Mm-hmm. Um there's also the um I don't really use too many others, even though I should probably in these new armies. Um I find there's times where the Herald comes up. And uh usually I play him as a loyalist because that's usually what I play. <laughs> but uh the banner of the Aquila it's a good little uh ability of you know give around twelve inches the Astartes units around him get plus one weapon skills. So you know if you got terminators that he's running with more than likely they're going to be hitting on threes now you know and um he gives that little fun bonus to to the units uh he's he is also another support officer but uh the only thing with him too is he's um if you lose him you you think give point away to the opponent so an additional victory point. So there, that's something you got to watch. But otherwise, for close combat units, I'll use them for that. Going on to like other units, quad mortars, of course, like I mentioned earlier, you know, or thud guns. They're they're a solid choice. Uh, they got different ammo types. You know, I like taking shatter shells. They'll uh, you'll take out. Um, vehicles pretty much with them so they're they're i believe sunder is their rule yeah and they let them let them re-roll pretty much right so uh, they're fun to have high strength you can use switch them out to using the small blasts if you really want to nail a whole bunch of guys or if it's, it's actually no large blast that now yeah large blast now yeah faq that's right right i forgot about that but still small but, blaster uh, phosphix rounds, right? Which is kind of weird, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's probably the way to go now anyways, but um, they're pretty good. Uh, javelins. Uh, javelin speeders. They, they're pretty good for points. And then on top of that, like I like taking them, of course, with the cyclone missiles. And uh, usually a multi-melta, and they just, they outflank, right? And they, they get out on the sides, or they get up behind enemy units, and they just start laying down some firepower. And then, of course, hunter-killer missiles on them as well. Mm -hmm. So, and the nice thing about them is, you know, okay, strength 8, AP 3 on the missiles, they're twin-linked. And then your multi-melta is, you know, the one-shot strength 8. AP1 Melta. Um, even though you're mainly probably going to try to get the backs of tanks and stuff like that, 
if those targets aren't out there, they just rip into tactical units. No, they you don't. Know, when you when you have multiple of them, they just they just start taking taking kills, right? And then eventually, next you know, you know, it's like your opponent's tactical unit that was holding an objective is no longer there. So, um, definitely a great unit. They're good for their cost, and ultimately, you have. I mean, there's there's an abundance of units, but one thing I do kind of want to mention too, and like these are a lot of generic, starty, and you know, vehicle units that we're talking about. When you are going out there and playing and play testing, um, one thing I want to mention is the legions when you start getting into like the legion specific rules and whatnot even though a lot of times we have our you know favorite legion that we want to play sometimes the rules in the game might not be your style right so definitely try it out and definitely play test it um before you commit because i mean I, i've done it in the past where i've tried a legion out like, i remember when we were first starting like i was trying like three of the different legions and i think it was world leaders word bearers i think it was sons of horus as well that i was trying and um i thought for sure i was going to go word bearers but then i ended up going world leaders right so um try them out try their specific units out as well you know, you, you may like them, you may not. But it's just some advice. It's just check it out. See if the rules are kind of fitting to how you want to play, how your, your play style is, or maybe you got to find that play style. Yeah, you know? true. Very but, true. Um, that might be... Pretty good for that, I think. Yeah. I think that's That might be something we look at in a, uh, you know, everything you need to know, part three. Where we start actually building, maybe mm-hmm. actually start going through lists and maybe talking legions and where they lean on the spectrum of, you know, shooting, combat, or, you know, uh, jack of all trades and what things to look for and consider depending on what units you like and what units actually get benefit from these legion rules as well. So, yeah, for sure. No, it's always good because we can. There's so many, uh, so many different things that we can talk about for, for heresy with with the legions. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And also, so. any questions? If you guys ever have questions of anything you've heard, or you just kind of brainstorming, and you're like, "Hey, I wonder how this works." Fire us a PM, DM, email, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, we'll, we're more than and happy to. Us. Yeah, more than happy to answer your questions and go through, even if you want us to take a look at lists or uh, just anything, really. Like, we're we're totally down. And there's a lot of experience here. Like, I know there, there's a pretty big team of us. There's about, you know, a solid probably 8 to 10 guys that talk very frequently. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it doesn't take long to bounce ideas off each other and, you know, think tanks and lists. And, it, yeah, it works out pretty good, like... And we'll definitely be getting more uh, some of the other guys on here as well to talk to us about, uh, you know, uh, armies, units, legions, getting the most out of certain legions uh, that they play. So you'll get, you know, first-hand player experience as well. 
Oh, hundred percent. And like we, as a, as a community, we have a fair bit of guys who play heresy, but they play a fair bit of different legion and, or other army for heresy. Cause we haven't even touched that, which will be at a later date, but you know, there's, we have a lot of experience. We've, we've encountered a lot of different armies and just kind of play styles. So yeah, feel free, hit us up, send those messages, check us out, you know, email, all that stuff. Yep. Good yeah. time. That. Definitely. I think we'll, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up at this particular point, but, um, Definitely thank you for tuning in. Thank you for, you know, uh, getting through the video. Look out for part three. It'll come soon. Because uh, we definitely want to help as many people as we can. And, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, um, like we say in Trident, build it, paint it, play it. And we'll catch you next time. See you guys. <laughs>